Tom Vasich, and this is the UCI Podcast. As part of our series of podcasts addressing the COVID-19 pandemic, we're here with Jessie Borelli, Associate Professor of Psychological Science. She studies the links between close relationships, emotions, health, and development, with a particular focus on risk for anxiety and depression. We'll be discussing how to stay safe and sane during social distancing. Professor Borelli, thanks for joining us. How stressful can it be to be self-confined at home? I think the answer to that question depends so much on the person. For some people, particularly people who thrive by being outside in the world, engaged with other people around them and their surroundings, being at home can be extremely challenging. Over time, it can create a lot of anxiety and depression when people are trapped in their homes. But for other people, particularly people who actually find it more stressful or unpleasant to engage with the outside world, being at home can actually be a relief and may and surprisingly reduce the stress they feel in their daily lives. That's actually what I've seen in my clients is that some of them are less stressed than they are in their normal lives. What are some of the signs that home self-containment is getting to you? I think if you notice that you're having major disruptions in any of your bodily rhythms, like your sleeping, your eating, your energy or your activity levels, or if you're becoming highly irritable, hostile or aggressive, if you're feeling down or depressed or really sad or feeling like nothing really matters to you, or if you're coping poorly in other ways, like using a lot of substances or using them in a way that's impacting your relationships or your functioning. Um, or if you find yourself getting into arguments with people around you, any of those things should be signs that self-confinement is getting to you. How can you reach out for help? I th you can do that in a lot of ways. One thing just to know is that most mental health providers are still actively working with clients right now during social distancing through what's called telehealth, where they see clients virtually. So you can visit websites like Psychology Today or Be Well OC to find resources in your community. You can also talk to your family or friends and tell them that, that you're struggling. What advice do you have for parents who need to manage their children's activities at home? I think some pretty basic advice would be that developing a regular schedule helps kids um, be able to anticipate what the routine will be and mimics what school, the school environment is like, and it helps to provide them with a sense of safety and comfort that this disruption in their routine will be lacking for them, or is lacking for them. Providing options for flexibility and choice within a schedule then gives them a little bit of control over their lives. So one example of that would be, as a parent, you could make a decision that the time that they do PE during the day is from 10 to 11 every morning, but during that PE slot, they get to pick between three different possible options, like yoga, biking, and basketball, for example. And on the evenings and weekends, you can think about trying to inject fun and creativity into the mix. That is like fun and creativity that you can do at home, like cooking, experimenting with cooking, having pajama dance parties, and camping in the living room. That sounds like fun. So. <laughs> We've done all of those in my house, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got one more question for you. Um, how can we stay safe and sane during this time of social distancing? <laughs> That's a big question, um, but I'm going to give you just a couple of ideas. Um, I think one thing would be to take advantage of the new opportunities that are available to us during this time. Like there are things that we can actually do now that we can't do at other times. So for example, you can actually honor your true biological clock in a way that you can't at other times. So if you want to nap, um, take a nap. 
you can actually eat when your body wants to eat as opposed to like eating when you have to eat um, or when you when your job allows you time to eat or when your school schedule allows you time to eat you can spend more time with your immediate family and have take the time to have deeper conversations with people who are around you um, you can actually become a careful observer of what contributes to you feeling healthy and what makes you feel anxious or depressed and then modify your daily routine accordingly. I'd recommend that everyone keep a journal or daily calendar to track their activities and mood so they can detect patterns. So what seems to contribute to having a good day and what seems to contribute to having an anxious day or a sad day or a down day and then try to replicate those patterns that you see. And then I'd say reflect daily on the things you're grateful for in your life. Um, practicing habits like that helps to boost positive mood. And finally, as a psychologist, I wouldn't be um, staying true to myself if I don't say seek help when you need it. Well, thank you, Professor Borelli. And thank you for listening to the UCI podcast, which is a production of UCI Strategic Communications and Public Affairs. For more about all things COVID-19, please go to oc-covid19.org.